Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today is session number four in my series on two books. We'll talk about the fact that when we get to heaven as Christians, there's going to come a time we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be rewarded for the good deeds we have done. Those are called good works. And God left us here to do good works. In fact, the works that I do, you'll do also. Let's find out about today from the Word of God. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I am teaching through a series on the purpose of works. Because there's been so much said about words lately in the past few years. Well, works are bad. You know, God doesn't want works. Well, I agree. There's scriptures that says that, but there's also good works. And we've been finding out, in fact, the name of this particular series I'm teaching is called Two Books. And God has two books in heaven. And one is the book of life, and that's what your name is written in when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But the other one's called the book of works. You say, oh, that's the that's why sinners get cast into hell because they're found in the book of works. Well, listen, it's true that if a person's name is only found in the book of works and all the good works they have done are listed there and their name is not found in the book of life, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. That's true. This is all in Revelation. The closing chapters of Revelation deal with the great white throne judgment. But with believers, both books are used. In fact, let's go back to it for just a moment. Unbelievers, both books are used. But the believer falls back on the book of works. They know their name is not written in the book of life because they didn't believe Jesus is the only means of salvation. And when they stand before a good God, he's going to look at all the good works they have done and they hope it's going to outweigh the bad works. And so the good works, they, they believe if they do outweigh the bad works, they'll get to go to heaven. And that's totally contrary to the gospel. You can't go to heaven by your works no matter how good they are. But what happens is God looks at the book of works and says, yes, you're right. Look at all these good works you have done. They say, can I go to heaven? He says, no, it doesn't equal an A. What do you mean it doesn't equal an A? Because my passing grade to get to heaven is 100%. You might've done a good job. You might've got a 98, 97. You might even got a 99.5, but you know what? It's still an F. There is no B's, C's, or D's in here. It's all A or F. And the only one who's ever scored a 100 and made an A, which is the only grade that'll get you into heaven, is my son, Jesus Christ. If you would have accepted him, I would have let you into heaven because you would have got his score. His score will be given to you. But that's not there. So your name is found in the book of works, absolutely. But your name is not found written in the book of life. And because your name is not found written in the book of life, those names not found written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. So both books are used there for the unbeliever, but both books are also used for us. Because you see why when I got born again, I'll never fall back on the book of works. I'll fall back on the Lamb's book of life. If anyone asks me, why can you go to heaven and say you're going to go to heaven? I'll say for one reason only, my name is found written in the book of life. And if I were to be asked the question, and I won't be, but if I were asked the question when I get to heaven, is that why should I let you into heaven? I'll say, because my name is found written in the book of life. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. God will open up the book, say, yes, sir, Bob, your name is written right here. So then he'll open up the book of works. And this will not be, the book of works is not a book on my indictment. It's a book on my rewards. The good things I have done because my name was over here, I'll be rewarded for. And that's where every Christian will shine differently in heaven. Some like the sun, some like the moon, some like the stars, all different in brilliance and magnitude. This is all found in 1 Corinthians 15 about the judgment seat of Christ and what's going to happen 
there. But what it's simply saying is no two Christians will shine the same in heaven. And that's because your works will determine levels of rewards in heaven. Going to heaven is not a reward, it's a gift for being found written in the book of life. But then there are rewards on top of that. There's uh, soul winner's crowns, there's robes, there's scepters, uh, all the different things that happen and can be given to us in heaven determine the different levels of rewards we'll have in heaven. So when we come back to it, and after all this, we've been talking about our rewards in heaven, and we're talking about works. The whole purpose of what I'm teaching you in this series is this, there are good works. The word works is not a bad word unless you're using it as a sinner to go to heaven, that won't work, or you're using it as a Christian to erase the sins in your life, like, oh, I know I did something wrong yesterday, but I'll go to church more. No, that won't help. Well, that's the flesh, and God simply says you have to come before him on the basis of good works, and that is good works are done when you're in fellowship with God, when you're under the control of the Holy Spirit. Those are the works that will be rewarded in time and in eternity. So let's talk about it. The works are the basis of our rewards. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. We're gonna take a look at verse 27. And here it says, the son of man will come in the glory of his father and his angels with him, and he will reward every man, that's believers, according to his works. Notice it's reward, not gifts. He'll reward every Christian as he comes back to this earth for us, and he will do it according to our works that we have done. Here we again come back to the rewards that God has for us. So once we're born again, what does God start looking for? Those things we do for him. And we talked about in the last broadcast, the most important thing we are to do is use our works as a basis of winning the lost. The purpose of the supernatural given to us was not only so that we can go into all the world and preach the gospel, but we can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We can cast out devils. We can do all kinds of great works in this earth, but the works are a form of witnessing. We witness by words and by deeds. And that's the type of works that God is looking for in this earth. So let's take a look at that scripture again, Matthew chapter 16, verse 27. This is talking about the end of the battle of Armageddon. The son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels, and then he'll reward every man. These are believers on the earth according to his works. Matthew chapter 25 in verse 34 through 36 says this, then will the king say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Notice this, he now talks about these, they're gonna be rewarded for their witnessing. These are believers, those, these are the ones on the right hand, unbelievers are on his left hand. And he now says in verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. This is good works. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. These are good works. I was a stranger and you took me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. He's simply saying in these verses of scripture, every stranger you went to and witnessed to was a type of how you're treating me. He says, you saw me in them. And some accepted, some did not. But the point of it is, is you use the things I gave you in life. You didn't take your money and, and spend it all on yourself. You didn't go get food and eat it all yourself. You looked at everything you had and thought, I can use some of this because there's sick people out there. There's hungry people out there. There are people out there that are broke. I can take my blessings and give to them and demonstrate the gospel as well as speak the gospel. 
I said it in the last broadcast, but it's been said quite often, by unbelievers, I would rather see a testimony than hear one. I wanna see you live for Jesus. That's what works are for. Works are the visible witnessing that we have, not just the words of our mouth, but the backing it up with the lifestyle, and that really reinforces it, and so this is why we have it. The judgment seat of Christ will be for Christians. Our bad works will be burned up and judged there. And in 1 Corinthians chapter three, turn there for just a moment. We're gonna take a look at verses 10 through 15. The judgment seat of Christ is for Christians. We've already talked about the great white throne judgment. That's for sinners. And if the, the sinners will stand before and say, but we did all these things, your name, he'll open up the book of works and say, yes, it's all written right here. But the work, book of works will be used by God to do one thing, to show them you cannot attain to the righteousness of God through your good works. Even though they look like good works in this earth and you were moral, you were good, your wife, you didn't have an affair. You, I mean, we go down the list of things you could do. But the point of it is, it comes back to this. These are things that God can see, you can see, but he's gonna also point out, no matter how many good things you did, it does not stack up to my righteousness. Only one person has stacked up to my righteousness, my son, Jesus Christ, that went into this world to save the world. So when that happens again, and they stand there, they're gonna be cast in the lake of fire for one reason. They stood only on their works. But we as believers, when we come before the judgment seat of Christ, these things are a thousand years apart. The judgment seat of Christ happens in heaven while the tribulation is going on on earth. The whole church comes together. Paul made a statement in, in Ephesians, for this cause I bow my knee to the Father of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Notice the whole family is divided between heaven and earth. And it'll always be that way until the rapture. The rapture just brings the whole family together in heaven so we can all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be rewarded for the good deeds we have done. The judgment seat of Christ is not to see if you can go to heaven or not. That was settled when you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. But the judgment seat of Christ could be better termed as the rewards seed of Christ. The word bema means reward. So the reward seat of Christ is for Christians. Our bad works that we have done as Christians out of fellowship with God in carnality will be burned up and all that will be left over is our good works and then we will be rewarded for those. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 10 through 15, and while you're finding that again, I'm teaching, and most of this, what I'm talking about, can be found in my book on end times and understanding the end times. And so, what, like I said, while the tribulation's going on on the earth, those seven years in heaven, the church will be going through the judgment seat of Christ and will be rewarded after that, and then we will be turned into the bride of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ fashions us into the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once we become the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll, we'll come back with Jesus at the Battle of Armageddon, and we'll be coming back on white horses riding with him. We got a great future, don't we? And so again, the book will be offered to you at halftime coming up here in just a few moments. And let me say this too, as we're coming to this time before we look at 1 Corinthians chapter three. For those of you who are partners with me, I appreciate it. You know, you are demonstrating good works. The finances that come into your life, you say, you know, I'm setting part of this aside for Pastor Bob. Thank you. You know, we got so many people doing that right now and the ministry just keeps on growing. I thank you and welcome your interest in the broadcast, but most of all, when you back it up by 
works. You know, we can say we're Christians out there and people can say they listen to my broadcast, but thank God for the ones who go beyond that and say, I believe in it so much, I'm gonna start supporting it. That is good works. And that's the purpose of what finances are primarily given for. And that is to help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, thank you partners who have joined me. And if you would like to become a partner with me, then why don't you go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me and believe me, thank you in advance for considering it and thank you in advance for acting on it and doing it. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter three, just before halftime here, when we go and we take a look at uh, this verse of scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter three, it says this, according to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. This is your new birth. And on the foundation of the new birth, you start doing this. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, straw, each man's work will become clear. Notice what we're stacking on the foundation is our works. Silver, gold, precious stones. This is the good things we do for the Lord in fellowship with him under the power of the Holy Spirit. But wood, hay, and straw is what we do out of fellowship with the Lord. They could be the very same works. It's the motive behind them that is important. And then he goes on to say, the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, notice again, it's called works. If anyone's Christian's works he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as, or even as by fire. We'll amplify on this when we come back from the break. See you right after the break. Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the Word of God, will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for His saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include the seven dispensations, the dispensation of the mystery, the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, Daniel's 70 weeks, the temple discourse, the tribulation, the second coming, the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. 
You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. You know, every one of us as Christians have done things wrong. We've all sinned. You say, well, I got saved so I wouldn't sin. Well, the, you got saved so you can go to heaven. But in the meantime, there's some growing up to do. And there's been things that you have done for the Lord that you were perfectly in fellowship with God. You were happy to do it. You blessed people. But there's also times you sinned and decided you would do good works to try to erase that sin in your life. Well, you're just like a sinner. A sinner cannot erase his sins because he does good things. But as Christians, we often try to do the same thing. You know, we're, we you know we haven't been caught in the sin that we are committing, you know? So what we do is we say, well, I'll just increase my giving. I'll go to church more often. Well, sinners can do that, but it doesn't get them saved. Why can a Christian do that and then come back into fellowship, have their sins forgiven? It takes for the sinner accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, opening up their heart and saying, I need Jesus to save me and to become my Lord and Savior. For a Christian, it means coming to 1 John 1, 9, confessing that sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us of that sin, then cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now you can go to church and now you can give in the offering and be blessed for it. It becomes part of your rewards in heaven. So again, the scripture tells us, it says that fire will test every man's works. So on your foundation, foundation, every one of us are going to have some wood, hay, and stubble and some gold, silver, and precious stones. Don't look at me like that, like you don't have any wood, hay, and stubble back there you didn't ask God to forgive you of. We all have had them through the years. But what's going to happen is you will not be held accountable for them. Fire is going to descend and destroy them before the rewards are handed out. God's not going to cut off your rewards because of the wood, hay, and stubble. He's going to reward you for what's left over. If the wood, hay, and stubble are burned up, guess what happens to gold, silver, and precious stones? You can't destroy them with fire. Fire will come down and literally test them. And as soon as the fire is over, there's going to be a bunch of ashes laying there. That's the wood, hay, and stubble, the straw that were the works in the flesh that you did. But what's left over is what he will reward for. And so again, there's rewards. And so uh, literally there's going to be for Christians. This is not a uh, act of God to try to see if you can go to heaven or not because he's all that this is, is the judgment seat of Christ is all for believers. And it has nothing to do with your salvation. It has everything to do with your rewards as a Christian. Remember again, going to heaven is a gift. But we go to heaven and now there's rewards. Rewards for what we did in our lifetime those we witnessed to, those that we led to Jesus, those that we helped, those that we gave to, the money we gave to missions in the church that they went out and they spread the gospel. All these things are good works. How did you help a sinner? Uh, you give finances to someone in need, all with the main purpose of leading them to the Lord Jesus Christ. So it says again in that verse of scripture, fire will test everyone's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work, which he has built on it, abides or endures, it goes through the fire, he'll receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, that is totally burned up, he'll suffer loss. But he himself will be saved yet so as by fire. There's going to be people in heaven who have no rewards. They got saved, never grew up, never went to church, never understood the word. They just got saved. And everything they did was out of motives for themselves. Literally, they're still like a sinner. They're just doing things and they're trying to do things to please God. When God said the only thing that pleases 
produces me is faith. And faith only operates when you're in fellowship with God under the control of the Holy Spirit. So again, it says, if anyone's works are burned, that's all of them, all his works are burned up, it says he'll suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as by fire. This is the person that used to stand up in my dad's church and give a testimony about what God had done for them. They say, pray for me, I could just make it into heaven. I don't wanna just make it into heaven. I wanna go in grand and glorious style. And I wanna to go to heaven and have lots of rewards in heaven. Man, my goal is not only to go to heaven, but to be seated with Jesus on the throne and have robes of righteousness and things like that. I'm not doing it out of lust. I'm just doing it because I love witnessing to people. I like to talk to people about Jesus and I especially enjoy talking to Christians about the word of God so that they can become more rewarded in their life and rewarded in eternity. This is part of discipleship. Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Our good works will be rewarded in, at the judgment seat of Christ. This amplifies where we just looked at in 1 Corinthians, the verses before this, in chapter 3. And there in chapter 3, we talked about the judgment seat of Christ. Here, let's talk about that our good works will be rewarded. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. It says, because of this, that's the fact that we will die one day and go to heaven. Because we know we're going to die one day and go to heaven, and we work. Here it is again, works. You don't have to say, oh, the Bible doesn't like you. Yeah, the Bible loves works. In fact, we're born again, we're saved unto good works. God wants us to know that there are good works backed by compassion, backed by love, backed by the Holy Spirit. And these are not evil works. You can't take one definition of works, which is, you know, God doesn't want us to get saved by our works, then make all works equal to that verse of scripture because there's good works and bad works. And the good works for a believer and the bad works for a believer all come down to this. Are you carnal or spiritual under the control of your flesh or walking in the spirit? If you're walking in the spirit, then the good deeds you did will be rewarded in heaven. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10 says this, because of this, that we will die one day, we work. So whether present, that's on the earth, or absent in heaven, we may be accepted by him. Notice this, we're accepted by him because we're saved, but we're accepted by him for rewards because of what we did. Verse 10, for we must all, you might as well say that word out loud, all, all Christians will appear before the judgment seat of Christ, not the uh, great white throne judgment, that's for sinners. We will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone, here we have all and everyone, that everyone may receive for the things they have done in his body according to that which he has done. This is good works, whether it be good or bad. God says our works will be brought out before him. And remember again, all the good and bad works will be laid on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith and trust in Jesus is a foundation. Once we're saved, now we can start working for the Lord. Before we were saved, good works didn't count at all because we were not found in the book of life, only in the book of works. But since I am found in the book of life, now by accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, my works will count. The bad works will be burned up in heaven. Those that I did in carnality under the control of my flesh will be burned up by the fire, but my good works will withstand the test. The book of life guarantees we will go to heaven. The book of works will give us rewards in heaven once we get there. We fall back on the book of life. God rewards us 
from the book of works. I'm gonna say that again, it's so simple. We fall back on the book of life because that's our guarantee into heaven. But then God rewards us from the book of works. And this is found again throughout the word of God that we will stand before him and the book of works will be open and God is gonna take those and reward us according to them. Any bad works we have done according to the flesh will have been burned up by that time. All that will be left over is the good works and God now rewards us throughout all of eternity. I wanna give you some points. This will probably last into uh, tomorrow also, but I wanna give you some points on good works in the Christian life. And I can point out some points here that you did, you'll just simply see the Bible is filled with great things about doing good works. First of all, the first one is, it is grace in us that does the works. I'm not doing it in myself. The grace of God that brought salvation is inside of me. And because of my walk with the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit, it's God's grace in me that's doing the works, motivating me. And again, not only motivating me, but bringing about my life to where I can become a blessing to others. I can't say Bob did it. It is Jesus Christ in me that does the works. So again, point number one is it is grace in us that does the good works before people. This is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. And here it tells us, but by the grace of God, I am who I am. And his grace, which was on me, was not in vain. But I worked harder than all of them, yet it was not me working, but the grace of God, which was with me. He says, I worked harder than everybody. He says, I didn't do it because I want to be better than anybody else. I was just highly motivated and found that when it was all said and done, I worked harder than anybody else around me. I enjoyed it so much, I couldn't figure out why they didn't do it because they enjoyed it so much. And he says, yet when I stand here and tell you I worked harder, Harder than all of them, it really wasn't me. I just let the grace of God flow through me and it used me. And the works that I do was actually, I stood in the place of Jesus. He was doing the works through me. It was the grace of God, which was with me. Number two, point number two, I'm gonna give you 13 points. Again, this is gonna get into the next lessons also coming up. And number two is this, God himself works through our works. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Jesus Christ works through us, point number one, but God himself works through us and he works through us through our works. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He makes you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Isn't that wonderful? The things that I'm doing, it's God working through me. Why would I want God to work through me? Because I don't want them to see me. I want them to see God that works in me. Well, why would Jesus want to work through me? Because God doesn't want me to be seen. He prefers that when it's all said and done, they see Jesus Christ in me. And they understand something. This man, this woman standing in front of me doing these things, man, we understand something. No person could consistently do that. It must be something supernatural. And then we can introduce them to the supernatural Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read that verse again, Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21. Now the God of peace, who brought up again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. I've got the everlasting covenant in me. When I accepted Jesus, I got everlasting life. Verse 21, the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in every good work to do his will, him working in you 
that which is well-pleasing in his sight. What a wonderful thing. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20 confirms this when the disciples went out. And it says in Mark 16, 20, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to spread the gospel, it says the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Notice this, the Lord working with them. It still comes back to it. Good works is the demonstration to the world that Jesus Christ lives in us. I can say the word, I can, I can give you the gospel, and we're commanded to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But from then on, it's works that are mentioned. Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, cast out devils. Wonderful things we can do, and it all comes back under the area of the works of God that Jesus worked in this earth. He said, the works that I do, you'll do also in greater works because I go to my Father which is in heaven. What am I coming back to? The simple thing is this. Quit looking at all your works going, well, God didn't want works. God didn't want works. No, in fact, he saved you, Ephesians chapter two. He saved you unto good works. Before you were saved, you couldn't perform good works. But the reason why God saved you and then left you here is so that you can preach the gospel, number one, and number two, show the gospel through your good works. We'll see you next time we come back. We'll keep amplifying on this. I know it's becoming a blessing to you. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.